0: Oh, yeah, Pastor LSU. LSU. I see. They ain't ready for the LSU, no, they ain't ready for the LSU, huh? They ain't ready for the LSU, no, they ain't ready for the LSU. Best in the league. If you're looking for talent, LSU going hard, but We beat Alabama, then we going out to Florida, drown the Gators. Everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium. This is the LSU anthem, you know, it's a hit. You don't know another rapper to step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl. You know how we roll now. Back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back
1: and back it on. Up. T.A. We live. Back with another great show for you right here in the Tigers Avenue. What's up, everybody? We're looking forward to it. We got stuff to talk about, stuff to address, stuff to slap across the face. Some of you might get that one. (laughs) Zach, we got a great show for these folks. What are we talking about first here? Man, we've got to
0: go ahead and get into this baseball team. Holy cow. What a week. After Wednesday night was absolutely brutal. And after Friday night was brutal. What a turnaround. I mean, I, I didn't expect it. I got to be honest. I, I don't know what switch was flipped. I don't know if there was a team meeting, a players-only meeting, or a team meeting with Jay Johnson and the coaches. But whatever they did, it worked. You know, they, they flipped the lineup a little bit. You know, you saw K. Doty move over to shortstop, which, you know, you had been harping on moving him over either at third base or at short. And so they moved K. Doty over. They moved Thompson over to, uh, to second. Barry at third, DiGiacomo and right. You bring back Joe Barry at the DH, and they dominated. They dominated, and the games weren't even close. And the pitching was phenomenal. Mikael Hillier comes out and has a fantastic start. He's been a little inconsistent, but he had a fantastic start on Saturday and got the job done, got a lot of Ks. Then you bring in Sam Dutton. And Grant Taylor, I thought Grant Taylor were potentially was going to get the start on Sunday, but they hand the ball to Sam Dutton. Sam Dutton does a really good job, limits the damage, doesn't really give up anything. He had 1K, but then Grant Taylor came in. He had 6Ks, and wow, what a fantastic job by him and, and this pitching staff that came out of the bullpen. I was very impressed, and you saw the edit if y'all were in here and y'all saw the edit before we came came on live. Braden Joe Bomb. Braden Joe, Joe Bear is back, baby. I d I don't know what happened to him either, but you know, he was struggling a lot lately. And mm-hmm. then these last two games decided to explode back onto the scene. And it was really encouraging. Now here's my thing, Reagan. I want to see it continue. It's baseball, and sometimes players feed off each other on the field, hitting-wise, and maybe we saw some of that this weekend. But I hope this is something that continues. Cody fired it in there. Jay said they did have a meeting. Awesome, because they Love needed it. It. Love it. it it had been very rough and, and and hard viewership for LSU fans for the last week. You know, they got the win against Texas A&M, but you dropped the series, you lose a heartbreaker to Louisiana Tech. You get beat pretty pretty straight up in the opening game against Florida. But awesome, awesome job by the Tigers to be able to bounce back from a tough stretch, but I want to see if it can continue.
1: Absolutely. Consistency will be something to to watch for uh, as we go forward. Now, I mean, this is a this is a major win, uh, series win. I mean, you just went into Gainesville and, and pulled off this series victory, and we were looking at the you know schedule at the beginning of the season, like, man, this is a tough draw. Man, you you got to go to Gainesville, you got to go to Startville, you got to go to Fayetteville, right? I mean, for us to go in there and snag two and walk out like this considering how it was, was incredible. I mean, that was incredible. Like you said, it was like a complete 180. I don't know what they said in the meeting. According to Cody, like you said, there was a a meeting of some sort, whether that was players, coaches, whatever it was. Whatever was said in that meeting, you went from miserable Wednesday night, miserable Friday night. It was dead as a doornail. And then you come to Saturday and there's, energy, you're hearing all kinds of stuff coming out of the dugout. I mean, you're hearing chanting and talking and cheering and like the whole game. And you have not seen that all year long. You have not seen chatter. You have not seen any kind of excitement like you did on Saturday and Sunday in those final two games. I mean, it was really, really refreshing to see the energy in the team and it seemed like they fed off of it in the actual game. Braden Joubert gets three home runs in two games. Travinsky gets two home runs, which, by the way, I'm totally okay with Travinsky playing at catcher until Milazzo gets healthy. I mean, if he's going to keep batting pretty well, his defense seems to be a little bit more solid uh, than McManus has been. I'm okay with Travinsky behind the plate there.
0: I think a lot of guys got potentially some extra playing time after their performances this this weekend. I yeah. mean, they went out there performed, and performed and made a statement to potentially get more playing time.
1: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I'm, I, I really, like, like you mentioned, I, I love the move of K. Doty. K. Doty only had eight errors all last season at third base which I was saying, hey, we've we've had a revolving door at third base, moving to third base, right? And that's what I've been saying. Now, I'm okay with the shortstop as well. I mean, it's not as hard of a throw. Cade, I mean, right now is our best infielder when it comes to second, third, short. I, I believe Trey Morgan is our best infielder. But when it comes to those positions that are fielding those ground balls and throwing them to Trey, Cade's your best guy. So, put him at shortstop. So, I may get some flack about this, but I think K. Doty has played the best baseball anybody on the entire team this season. His back, his defense, the only other guy that I think would would be up there with him is Dylan Cruz because Dylan Cruz has hit consistently. But I feel like Cruz has hit well, but – Doty has had more timely hits and a lot more clutch hits and a lot more hits when it really, really, really mattered. So I feel like Kay Doty has had the best season so far of our lineup. So why not put him at shortstop? I mean, he's been your best infielder so far. You've seen balls booted around at third base all year long between the people they've put out there. Of course, you've seen the struggles that Thompson has had. and. Cade, I mean, at the beginning of the season, he he had a hard time a little bit turning the double play at second base, but I think that's because he was not used to playing second base. I think Jordan Thompson will do just fine. Jay Johnson made the statement that the move was to slow the game down for Jordan Thompson. It had been coming at him really fast, and he, they needed to slow the game down for him. And I I love the move. I think it was the right move. But these two games could be the start of what we expected out of this team. I mean, Saturday, Sunday is what we thought this team could do. I mean, they hit the ball, and they hit the ball timely. They hit the ball with runners in scoring position. I mean, they mashed the ball. They scored – 27 runs off of 25 hits in two games. And, I and they took advantage game. of the opponent's That's mistakes. It. Absolutely. They took advantage of every opportunity, and they put the nail in the coffin early, and the pitching was there with it. Holy cow, Paul Travace is is incredible out of the bullpen. Did absolutely phenomenal. Mike had a great game. Mikael had the one bad inning. But then Paul came in after, you know, they pulled him and they took care of business, man. And when you're scoring yeah. 16 runs a game, it's okay to have a one bad crooked number inning when you're pitching the way you are and you're batting the way you are. I mean, yeah. it was like, okay, we got the nine-run lead. We got, It's nine to nothing. Oh, shoot. It's nine to four. You know, here we go. We got to get into the bullpen. What are we going to do? And then Paul Gervais comes in and closes the door and then you go and seal the game with another seven-run inning. I mean, absolutely awesome. It was fantastic. And Sunday, Saturday, carried over into Sunday, and it was the same thing. Two breakout innings, and, boy, I loved the chippiness that started happening. I loved seeing (laughs) the four (laughs) players get irritated that we were celebrating our home runs. And, man, on their home field. We have – we have got to talk about the, the hit batters. We are Cody number mentioned two it. in the country with hit-by-pitch with 61. The ball also mashed their bodies as well. Yes, and that was the one thing they <laughs> took advantage of. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but a, a batter got hit. I think it was Dugas, and then Joe Bear comes up, home run, right? Yeah. You're going to hit us. Here's a home run. How about that? And and that's when it started getting a little chippy. And Joe Bear came around and stomped home plate, and the catcher had a few words for him. And then Joe Bear turned around and had a few words for him too. And then our entire dugout was out there, you know, ready to meet Joe Bear there. And then they saw the chippiness, chirpiness, and you saw the whole crew, you know, barking over to the other dugout. And I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. And then they get an out. But then you peg Jordan Thompson. Okay, you're going to hit us again. Here comes Travinsky with an absolute line shot out to left field. Like, if you're going to keep hitting us, we're going to keep making you pay for it. I loved it. It was absolutely awesome. And after all the chippiness, oh, my goodness, Travinsky dropped the bat and had a little stroll halfway down first <laughs> base and had to watch it go out. Absolutely awesome. Incredible. It was so they got their fun. swagger back. It was yes, they had swagger and it was a blast. That is the LSU baseball we want to see. Wednesday and Friday was boring. It was miserable to watch. Saturday and Sunday was thrilling, exciting, and exactly we want what we want to see out of LSU baseball, and exactly what we expected from this team with the high expectations yeah. of the offense. It was awesome. Y'all, All y'all are commenting and stuff. I want to get to some of y'all's comments. Bobby, if you would, throw a few comments up there. Maybe I just need to stop watching. I didn't watch Saturday and Sunday. I was at my son's games. Look, we had a wedding on Saturday, and, and of course, I had to preach on Sunday. And it was a busy weekend. And after Wednesday night and the way it did Friday, we I didn't start watching until I saw what the scores were. So, I'm right there with you. I mean, I was like – I could care less to watch. And then I saw it, and I was like, man, I got to get on here. If that would have been old LSU teams, someone would have got Smith slapped. That's <laughs> true. It's true. Now, I don't, I don't know if y'all saw the – of course, the memes are going rampant over the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Blake Rufino had his edit of the LSU – I had on Will Smith, smacking Chris Rock, the Florida uh, edit. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely (laughs) hilarious. And that's exactly what LSU did this weekend after the embarrassing loss on Friday night. Get some more comments up in there, Zach, and we'll, we'll discuss some of them. Buckets and boy band, my favorite combo show. Let's go. That was phenomenal baseball, finally. Absolutely and I think it come it came at a, a good time because now you play UL Monroe, a very winnable game in your midweek and Auburn at LSU, which is also a very winnable series. But they played AM very close this past weekend. That was a good series. So we'll see how it, it goes this weekend.
0: I told Zach, I think Sam and Taylor are going to compete for the Sunday spot the next couple of Sundays. Four things you improved on. One yes, of those things was pitching. You improved at pitching. Paul Gervais, you've already mentioned him. Sam Dutton. Grant Taylor had a great performance. I already mentioned that. But pitching was better this weekend. You didn't boot the ball around as much as as you have been. You know, you were able to limit the errors. You had better approaches at the plate. And were able to have timely hitting. And you're able to execute on when the opponents made mistakes. The other thing is. You kept the foot on the gas. You did not let up. We've seen this LSU baseball team let up before this season. Mm -hmm. Either they got a lead and allowed another team to come back into it, or they were down, caught back up, and then slowed back down. And so four things that you majorly improved on this weekend that I want to see continue. Let's get to some more comments. Cody, interested to see how Fontenot does tomorrow as a starter. I am as I am well. Kind of- one of the things that I mentioned uh, about Fontenot on Blake's show, you know, he was one of the guys that was kind of in the running to potentially be a weekend rotation guy. He didn't get it. You know, they've brought him in relief. He's looked inconsistent like Fontenot has at times. So, how is he going to look in this midweek role as a starter? I'm excited to see how he does tomorrow night.
1: The, the comment you had hit on earlier, I love the Sammy Dutton-Taylor thing there. I don't care who starts. I, I don't. I mean, I, you, can, you can Grant. start Grant Taylor, bring Dutton in. You can start Sammy Dutton and bring Taylor in. Either way, I don't care. As for Hilliard, this was the turning point he needed. I expect him to become a threat on the mound the rest of the season. I mean, yeah, we saw this out of him. I mean, last year, we we this was what Mikhail looked like. Now he got punched a little bit in, in that one inning where they hung a four on him, and that's okay. You had a major lead, you had a nine to nothing lead. It's that's that's okay. I mean, you obviously don't want that to happen all the time, but when your offense is giving you some help, you you can, you know, you can have some flexibility. Like in the Sunday game, you had an eleven to nothing run. You're throwing nothing but strikes. You're putting the ball across the plate, and Grant Taylor just put the ball across the plate. You know, they hit a few. It wasn't like he was missing his spot, walking guys, committing errors in that one inning. They hit the ball. And we got a few outs. They got a few runs. You limited the damage. It was 11-2. to two. If you have, if your offense is rolling like that, your pitchers can relax more. And that's a big thing that we maybe haven't seen as much as we haven't jumped out on people. We haven't established that lead. So, with a lead like that, your pitchers can relax a little bit. And also, whenever it's not so tight, your batters can relax in the box a little bit. And that's maybe why you see, you're seeing better approaches at the plate, better, better at bats because they're more relaxed. Two more comments here, and then we'll move forward to the next point. Are y'all going to be at Duty Noble Field in two weeks? Probably not. I, I don't know if Zach will or not, but – I don't plan on on going to that series. Uh, I would like to, but I don't, I'm not sure if I can.
0: We are coming uh, to a series in Baton Rouge late April.
1: Probably so, yep, for sure. Let's get that one there with Cody. I think Travinsky also gets the nod going forward until Malazzo. I agree. We hit on that a little bit earlier. The defense is a little bit more solid than McManus, uh, which I think McManus had kind of straightened out a little bit. He kind of pulled it together a little bit. He's still a little shaky at times. Travinsky seems a little bit more solid, especially receiving the ball. It drives me nuts watching pitches get dropped. He seems to receive the ball a little bit better. And man, I mean, he cranked those two those two hits he hit out. Uh, so why not? Let's move forward here to our next point. Let's hit on some spring football. A little spring football yes, update coming for you. Zach, what do you have for us? on spring football? You know, I've really liked what I've seen,
0: some footage that's been released on YouTube. You know, they are really spreading things out. They're running an up pace offense, you know, a tempo offense where they are getting to the ball, the play's getting put in, and, and they're running it, and they're running it quick. You know, you've seen guys at the one, a lot of times, it's been Jane Daniels, John Emery, Besh has been there at wide receiver, So a lot of very interesting things. One of the things that I mentioned on Blake's show is a sleeper that I kind of have for this upcoming season is Kyron Lacey. He wears number 16, and he's been in there in a lot of reps. You've seen Kyron Lacey uh, run with some of the ones, and so that's very interesting to see. How does he fit into this offense? You know what's also been very interesting? You've seen a lot of Cole Taylor. You've seen a lot of Cole Taylor. They've been running some RPOs with him, you know, some little quick out routes to him. And so that's been very interesting to me. And I just love to see that they're getting the tight ends evolved. This potentially probably won't be, you know, a two tight end type set offense. You know, I think they're going to spread it out as we've talked about before. I know a lot of people have mentioned Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock going to two tight end sets. I don't really think they have the personnel for that right now. And you've seen them really spread it out in practice. I'm just really excited to to really get to fall because I wonder who else is go, they're going to bring in on the offense, on the defensive side. You know, they're still recruiting some guys. So I'm really excited to see who else they bring in. And a comment that Justin Broussard made, y'all coming to the series against Mizzou this weekend of spring game. I'm planning on it. Reagan very probably possible. wants to be there yes. as well. It's, it's very, very likely, Justin, yes. that we will be there During the Missouri series and to see the spring game, we're very excited, you know, obviously with BK coming in, taking things over. We want to see what this team looks like in person with our own eyes on the field playing a game. And so it is very, very highly likely that we will be there for the spring game. What have you seen, Reagan, that you've liked so far in spring?
1: Yeah, uh, I think the number one thing, with the spring so far, I mean, you heard it everywhere. Accountability, accountability, accountability. Yeah, Brian Kelly is establishing a culture, an LSU, that has been dismantled, that has been intoxicated with bad habits and disorganization, and you love to hear the players say, accountability accountability right? i mean simple things like like being on time being there for your meetings being on time for practice you know being ready to roll i mean it's really pleasing to hear that when you have seen what this program has been the last two years i've really enjoyed to hear the players interviews and hear them stress that a lot i think that's huge we were hearing nothing but you know, this team's going to have academic problems. We're going to be seeing some people academically ineligible for the bowl game. There's people going to be transferring out because of this, that, and the other, right? And it just was horrible. I mean, it was bad. For two years, it was just bad. There was no responsibility. There was no structure. There was no uh, accountability on the team. And now you're hearing a lot of it, and you love to hear it. Pop Cody's coming up there one more time, if you would. I just liked how big and and in shape Emery looks and how well he's been catching the ball. Yes, 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 great. yes. I wanted you to pop that comment up because I wanted to hit on John Emery. John Emery looks really, really stinking good. I have been really excited about seeing him. Look, Noah Kane supposedly is not going to be getting there uh, until the summertime, so you won't see him in, in this the spring practices and whatnot. But man. John Emery looked like he's ready to roll. I mean, for him to deal with the the injury two years ago and then obviously whatever in the world happened with his academics last year, kept him out the entire season, which was frustrating. And it was so irritating that we found out day of UCLA he was ineligible and then he was out the entire season. Absolutely irritating. I am thrilled to see him because you just haven't seen John Emory, I feel like as much as I've wanted to see John Emory, you know he had such high expectation coming in. Of course, he came in the year of the championship, and he was the number one running back in the country, Uh, and there was high expectations for him. And of course, in in 2019, you know you had he was overshadowed a little bit by Clyde edwards elair and Ty Davis Price. It wasn't his year in 2019, and in 2020 you had the injury and. Ty Davis-Price kind of took over. And and then 2021 20, this season, of course, the thing with academics. And so you haven't got it yet. You haven't got what you wanted out of Johnny Emery yet, and I think we're going to see it this year, and I'm super pumped about it. it. It looks like from the film you ain't seen one time. I, 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 at least I haven't, Zach. You may have. I ain't seen anybody under center. I ain't seen nobody under center. It looks like there's going to be a bunch of RPO, with all of these quarterbacks, uh, which you love to see. And it's specifically, you love to see that with, with Jaden Daniels, who's a mobile quarterback that competition to continues to move forward. I still like Jaden Daniels, but it looks like based on what miles Brennan has been saying, he's up for the challenge, man. He's looking forward to the competition and he's been here and he's been in competition before. And so he's ready to attack it. Now, We'll see how that goes by, you know, the end of spring practice. If Jaden Daniels has kind of solidified himself, you know, maybe that competition ends at spring because I think Miles Brennan with his last year of eligibility is gonna want to play. If Jaden Daniels is QB one, why in the world would Miles Brennan stay? I mean, let's just think with common sense here, right? Yeah. I think the competition is gonna be here in spring. And whoever comes out in spring will determine whether Miles Brennan is still here or not. Let's get to that comment there. Apparently, even Kelly pulled two of the student managers to the side after an RB drill. Okay. And and gave them instructions on what to do better next time. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Again, accountability on and this is not just with the players. That's what you've been here with the players. It seems like this is this is a theme across the entire staff the entire team everybody involved with lsu football accountability and you love it you gotta love to see it i gotta agree with you zach i've been seeing a lot of stuff and clips with cole taylor i've seen some yeah. stuff with jack besh a lot i haven't seen much of the defense yet i need to get in there and look at some more you did see the other day that garrett nussmeyer was in and and you saw the the new transfer from arkansas Greg Brooks uh, got a pick off of Nussmeyer, so it's great to see those transfers already working and already getting involved. So that's exciting. I think we hit on this a little bit as well, but from a defensive side, I- I'm excited about Quincy Wiggins. Dude looks like a stud. Throw Cody's thing up there. Pig Cage apparently has been sticking everyone. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the the clip of him hitting that pad and knocking the player over. I mean. Pig Cage was was sticking folks in the Kansas State game, which we know that game was what it was. But Pig Cage played with a lot of energy in that game, and I, and he had two sacks in that game, and, and you loved his energy. Uh, maybe a little mini Tyron Matthew coming up uh, from Pig Cage there. Final segment of the day. We got a special one for you. New segment. But before we get to it, we got a little bit of basketball news. We want to hit a little bit on the basketball news. Zach, we've seen an additional staff member hired this week. We've seen a player commit to LSU today in the transfer portal of Northwestern State, Mr. Kendall Coleman. And we've also seen Murray State players, Justice Hill, as well as K.J. Williams, their leading scorer, hit the portal as well. Also, some Tigers have also entered their name in as well. Zach, tell me about what you've seen from the Tigers' who have entered the portal so far, and what you think about the, the Topert hire from Memphis? Well, you know, I, I like it. If Mike McMahon trusts
0: in Topert and, and trusts him to add him onto the staff, we got to trust that. Now, as far as the portal goes for basketball, you've seen K.J. Williams enter the transfer portal. Thank you, Al Landry, as soon as I say it. And you've seen Hill enter the transfer portal from Murray State. Obviously, we pick up Kendall Coleman, which is a really big get. I know it's out of Northwestern State, but go look at the dude's stats. The dude is putting up some stats this past from this past season. I have to think that you are probably going to get at least one, maybe potentially two guys from Murray State. And we're very early in this process. I mean, we just brought on McMahon. So he's going to continue to recruit. He's going to continue to monitor the transfer portal and expect to see more guys added. He's going to continue to re- try and re-recruit this roster that they have right now and the guys that have entered the transfer portal for LSU, like Xavier Pinson, like Brandon Murray. You know, Sharif O'Neill just recently entered. So there's a lot going on right now. It's easy for LSU fans to get disappointed and upset because of everything that's happening with basketball. But let's look at the positive. McMahon is going out there. He's recruiting guys. He's going to continue to recruit guys. And so I'm excited to see what happens with this basketball team moving forward.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Cody, I love the comment there. Topert is going to be in charge of getting the five-star guys while McMahon looks for the hidden talent like Kendall Coleman. Look, Topert uh, is a great hire from a recruiting standpoint. Cody, you're absolutely right. Uh, He has done a fantastic job recruiting for – Uh, Memphis Tigers. I mean, we've seen a lot of big-time names go into Memphis in recent years. So, yeah, I think he was an excellent hire. When it comes to Kendall Coleman, dude, that dude averaged. He averaged a double-double last year. 15 points a game, 10 rebounds a game. He was first-team all Southland Conference and he was first team defense, Southland Conference. So a great pickup by Mr. Matt McMahon, who no doubt is going to have, he's going to have to hit the transfer portal this year to fill for this sure. roster out. No doubt. So I like the first addition there. 15-10 average for the season is no joke. I don't care where you're playing at. That is not an easy thing to do. Almost got 20 boards on us in December. Right. Correct. Uh, I do remember that actually. So that, that's a great point, Cody. So I, I think you're getting an awesome player in Kendall. KJ Williams is and, and, and Justice Hill are some guys to look out for to follow Matt McMahon. KJ Williams is a big time player. Their top scorer this year. If I remember correctly, he, he averaged 15 points a game. As well, it was it was pretty impressive. I think he's going to get some of these guys from smaller schools that want to play on the bigger stage, so they can get to the NBA. Some don't care about playing for a Natty; they want the money. I mean, that's true. That may be true, Rob. I mean, no doubt, somebody from like some Northwestern State, a guy like Kendall Coleman, is going to want to come play for the state school in Louisiana, LSU. Shout out to Justin. Here, it's looking good for both of the Murray State guys. Justice Hill looks really good for LSU. I agree. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Go
0: follow Justin Broussard. Justin Broussard has partnered with us here at Tigers Avenue. Go follow at LSU underscore Daily News on Twitter. Daily LSU News. If you do not follow them on Twitter, go get on your phone. Follow them right now. We appreciate Justin and for everything he does here at Tigers Avenue. So, go and do that.
1: Absolutely. Cody says Kendall is 6'8", but plays like how he wanted an Efton to play all season. So, he sounds like he may be a little bit like Darius Days, a guy who's going to go get you some boards. May not have the size, but he's just going to fight for them boards. Yeah, I'm excited for, for what Matt McMahon is already doing at LSU. Look, Pinson's hit the portal. Like Zach said, Sharif, Brandon Murray – but all of these guys, keep in mind, all of these guys, including Sharif O'Neal, have said they would still consider LSU. So we are not out on these players. They are considering Correct. their options. But LSU is still on the table. Now, I did see Pinson post today on his Instagram story some of his highlights from Missouri and said that he was considering a potential return to Missouri. Um, so. It is an interesting fact. Haven't seen much out of Brandon Murray on where he may land. Hasn't posted much or of anything, but these guys are still considering LSU, and Matt McMahon can recruit these guys and get them to come back. So we'll, we will keep you updated, and we will continue to discuss all things LSU basketball as this transition happens, as the staff starts to fill out, as players start to enter the transfer portal, players come in from the transfer portal, we will hit it all. So, we've got a new segment for you. I'm excited. New segment for you today. Memory Monday. Favorite LSU plays. Zach, I know you said one for all, but how can you just do one? I got several for you. Our viewers, this is going to be a new segment for us
0: on Monday's you know, favorite LSU plays is what we're doing today, but we want y'all to fire in the chat. What are some suggestions for memory Monday? You know, we're going to potentially hit on some favorite LSU players of all times, maybe the favorite season of all time, you know, and we're not just going to do football. We're going to do football, basketball, baseball, all of these different sports. We're going to go back down memory lane and, and think about these types of things. Maybe it, is a favorite transfer that we got. I don't know, whatever we're going to talk about. But we want y'all to fire in the chat. Tell us what you think would be a great segment to do for Memory Monday. And we, of course, are going to get y'all involved each Memory Monday. We won't do this every single Monday because there's only so much to go around. And some days we might have a lot to cover on a Monday. But we want y'all to fire in the chat right now and we will get to them your favorite LSU plays. It could be football. It could be basketball. It could be baseball. I'm going to share one for all three sports tonight, but we want to see your comments. So go ahead, Reagan, lead us off. We're also going to bring in yeah. Bobby here. So Bobby, let's go ahead and bring you in. You know our our guy in the background. There he is. There he is. So That's we'll us. get his we'll get his take on it. But let's go ahead and let's get it going, Reagan. Yes, sir. Kick us off, yes, sir.
1: So. I got several for football. I'm going to hit you with some football, basketball, and baseball. But I got several, several for football. My all-time favorites. Number one, and this is not in order of how much I like them. This is maybe not even chron- chronological. End of the Miles era. Boy, you right. Matt M. to Skyler J. Ugga. Game of three. I was there. That's awesome. All right, let me hit wow. you with some of mine. Matt Flynn, 7 in the corner of the end zone to beat Auburn Dang to Reuben Randall, Randall. Randall. Woo! You could have kicked That's the field, though, but old Matt Hatter had different plans. It paid <laughs> off. But that was an incredible moment. Colt David. On the fake field goal, Matt Flynn with the pitch back against South Carolina. That was an awesomely executed play, and it fell just right into his hands, and he ran it in for the end zone. And that was one of the coolest plays I think I've ever seen an LSU kicker make. Now, to follow that up, the Josh Jasper fake field goal against Florida, when it where they ran the same play – when it bounced into his hands. why? Wow. And he ran it for the first down with like 30 seconds left in the game. It was 29-26. And you had to hit the field goal to send it overtime. Old Bad Hatter had different plans. He pitched it back. Bounce bounced. Had to be reviewed to see if it was a forward pass or not. It was as close, as close as it gets. How in the world that ball perfectly bounced and came up to Josh Jasper, I will never know, but I'm so glad it did. And then the very next play, Terrence Tolliver takes a pass from Jarrett Lee all the way down to the goal line. And they hit him on the second play at the goal line with the fade route to get the dub. Another one, the Jarvis landry one-handed oh catch, gosh, twisting in the middle that. of the air against Arkansas, like grabbing, what an incredible like incredible catch
0: underneath them, like they they dove together,
1: and just, incredible oh catch. I Man said, "Bring it down, you pastor." Yeah. <laughs> I know youth pastor. Man. All right, I got two more footballs.
0: Two more. All right, go for it. Man, you got a lot of football.
1: 2019. Good grief. Third and 17 against Texas. Woo! Woo! And Joe hit him with the princess wave. And then finally, and there's many more I could have named, but these were the ones I had to narrow it down to. Clyde Edwards-Elair, four touchdown night. In Tuscaloosa to beat the tide and snap the eight year losing streak to Alabama. It was Mm. fantastic. Mm. It was incredible. And it was so sweet. Said Tigers, chapter 3, verse 17. Clyde Edwards (laughs) was the man that night. Thus saith the Lord. Zach, hit us with your football memories. Okay. So I've got.
0: I've got I've got one but I'll tell you my runner ups, okay? So, my absolute all-time favorite LSU football play of all time is when Chad Jones in 2009 hmm. in the Nike Pro Combat uniforms, white jersey, white pants, gold helmet, not the yellow, not the yellow gold. I'm talking about gold, gold decapitated Alex Adams, so much so that he shook himself up. The most brutal, vicious hit I have probably ever seen. Now, I'm young. I'm only 25 almost, but good grief, what a hit, and and man, fantastic. I mean, I could just watch that on replay over and over and over again. Awesome. Now, some runner-ups, okay? In 2011, LSU started the season against Oregon, and Tyron Matthew strips the ball on a punt return, which I had really never seen, I don't think, in, in in my lifetime at that point of watching LSU sports. Stripped the Oregon punt returner. It bounces. He turns around. It's right there. He grabs the football. Walks into the mm-hmm. end zone, and it was Absolutely. at that moment that I knew that they, I, I didn't know at that moment that they were going to go to the Natty. But it was at that moment that I knew this team's really good. This team's really good. Yeah. If they're if they're pulling off plays like that, this team is really good. Another runner up for my football is 2015. I could be wrong. It might be 2016.
1: Yes, it's when
0: true. Leonard Fournette took it to the house against Auburn. Truck stick the dude, Ooh. and then another dude is hanging on his back Ooh. while he carries him to the end zone. Mm. I mean, that was prime, prime mm. Leonard Fournette, and it was, it was just a symphony. It was beautiful. You've also got,
1: you've also got the old Miss kid that I think they're still trying to dig out of the turf um, that that Fournette put oh. in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yes. Man, lots of great memories. I mean, there's there's so many things we can talk about. Let's get some of these comments in here. Let's let's get some of them so I can address them. Brad Wings should have been a bro. Yes, it should have. The fact that they called that back for him holding his arms out like that was absolutely ridiculous. That was the most savage thing I've ever seen. I don't even know if it was a designed fake punt. It looked like he had just saw a lane and took off, but that was fantastic. Keith Hornsby, buzzer beater against Arkansas. Absolutely awesome. That was actually uh, Zach's basketball favorite memory.
0: Yes, Cody. That was definitely my most favorite memory. But another one was when Tremont hit the game-winning three in the NCAA tournament. I think it was to beat Maryland. Is that correct? And the in advance. The layup. Uh, yeah, the layup. I'm sorry. He hit the layup and – Advanced to Sweet 16. That's when you knew LSU basketball. Things had been kind of turned around. Now baseball, it's pretty easy. Todd Peterson, SEC tournament champ, champion. Not he the championship but SEC tournament. I, I hit bombs in high school, coach. Like, dude comes <laughs> up, he's a pitcher. You're not expecting anything. I, I'm going to have to go back and figure out. Now, if y'all know, fire in the comment. I'm going to have to go back and figure out why in the world he was up to bat. I can't. I, I think it was to preserve him and keep him on the mound so that he could come back out. I'm pretty sure that was the reason. I don't know how that works, though, because he's a pitcher. Why can't you just leave him out there? Like He's not in the lineup anyways. I, I can't remember how that worked out. Todd Peterson comes up. He takes strike one. He takes strike two. And then he just Noob. smashes it. Noob. He smashes it. And he almost hit that dang thing out. It bounces off the wall. He, he he's it's a stand up double, and dudes just yes. having the time of his life. So having those those
1: time of my life.
0: it's it's either that or it's I, now y'all y'all forgive me. I can't remember when this was, but Alex Bregman with the 360 turnaround throw to first.
1: Oh man, very clean, beautiful. Beautiful. Bro, put put Peyton McNeese's comment back up there. How dare you bring that uh, up, Peyton? How dare you? Peyton, this that, is a that's, good memory. That's going to be like bad one memory. Our,
0: our worst segments. But but I have to – but aside from it being a bad memory, what an interception. What a great play. It was
1: a pick. It
0: was so, a pick. so, Peyton, Peyton the we green. get you. We get you. We, we understand it's a bad memory for LSU fans, but when you just look at the play – what it a was play. A
1: big, and we should beat Alabama. Should.
0: Honey Badger punt return versus Arkansas. That was all an right. awesome, uh,
1: great play. My basketball favorite moments Chris in recent history was beating number five Tennessee in the PMAC with uh, cocky mm. Grant Williams that I could not stand at all. It made me so happy to watch them lose. And also, Skylar Mays absolutely yammed on the Memphis player's hand that night. That was absolutely incredible. I mean, he That's just true. went up and yammed it on his head. Put that man on a poster. It was awesome. It really was. Baseball, my most favorite moment, probably best play, Jared Foster. Bottom oh. of the night. Texas a and runners in scoring position, two what outs. What a play. Makes what an athlete. the greatest catch in the outfield I have ever. That was one of my beat. runners up, for sure. Saving the game for LSU, who I believe went on to win that game. Absolutely yeah. incredible catch. Wow. Incredible. See, Chad Jones versus Alabama, strip sack. Versus John Parker Wilson, absolutely, I agree. Let's see, Cody. But in all seriousness, top three has to be 2016 bowl game against L.J. and that shut down the high winner, off, no doubt. how many times they sack that man? Like eight times. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was eight. Like uh, eight eight that's the times they sacked, to the sacked that man. Oh, Peyton! I was just about to mention that Ooh. the incredible comeback yes, against Arkansas. The Rally Possum. Why are we still not wearing Possum t-shirts? I want to see the Rally Possum.
0: We needed them earlier this year.
1: <laughs> I want to see the Rally Possum. I thought that would be a forever LSU staple. Why is it not? I need Rally Possum. I need some Possum it's in my life. It's been a mind. few years, you know. I know it's been a few years, but that was incredible. I mean, that was absolutely incredible.
0: I think AD mentioned this one. Carl Dunn fired in here. Chad Jones versus Alabama. Strip sack versus John Parker Wilson.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a great one as well. You know, that's one of the few times that we got to see LSU beat Alabama in our lifetime. <laughs> um, oh, but great, Loved great play, it. sealed the game.
1: The Eric Reed interception, two thousand eleven, against Alabama.
0: Oh my gosh, when he straight up went up and just took took it away from the Which dude, Just took the ball from him,
1: just took the ball from him.
0: Carl, Dunn, I mentioned that. I mean, that's that's got to be an all time. Just I thought that was against TCU. Rim. I don't know,
1: but I thought that was against TCU. Either way. <laughs> Michael Ford winning run in OT versus Bama. Yes. He stepped out of bounds.
0: They had to keep the field goal. But it was close. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he did step out of bounds. If I remember, if I remember correctly, and throwing back my memory, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. it was like
1: he, he barely out he like
0: yeah. he barely stepped out of bounds. But it set it up. Awesome it day.
1: set it up. It
0: set it up. It set it up. Yes.
1: All right, guys. Memory Monday has been a blast. We we love talking. Send in your suggestions brief. for
0: next Monday. Absolutely. Send in your suggestions for next Monday. I want to see them. DM our pages, them.
1: and, and we, we will take your considerations, and we'll see what we can do next Monday. But you need to tune in for Friday, as it is Friends Friday, and we will yes, have sir. Mr. Gant Can't go trowel. the Balcony Bengals oh joining goodness. us for Tigers Avenue on Friday. Let's hit a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates of when our shows will be and when we will be going live and all things LSU sports. If you're on YouTube, click off and hit that subscribe button. At Tigers Avenue as well. We stream all of our shows live on YouTube. If you don't have YouTube, we also stream them on Facebook and Twitter as well. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all of his music on all the major platforms. Go follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem. And Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Make sure you check out his Facebook page for his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five-star hero, Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law, our wonderful aunt who continues to support us. We appreciate her very much. Her law firm focuses specifically on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law.
0: Guys, we want to encourage you to go and check out our website at tigersavenue.podbean.com. You can find the playlist to our YouTube as well as all of our latest episodes on the front page. If you go to the pages link, you can find Five Star Heroes merch and all of his beats that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. If you go to our sponsors, you can see all of the sponsors that support Tigers Avenue. And check out all of their info if you check out the tiger times page you can go and see all of our games that we've attended at alex box stadium tiger stadium and the pmac through the years and if you click on the support page you can go and find the qr codes for our cash app and our paypal to support tigers avenue again all of this you can find at TigersAvenue.podbean.com.
1: all right Guys, we appreciate your continued support for coming in here, commenting, and interacting, especially for our Memory Monday segment. It was an awesome time. We love doing this show. We really enjoy it. Hey, look, for everybody who was not able to watch it, for all your friends who were not able to watch it, tell them to go on their their preferable podcast app. We post all the shows on the podcast apps as well. Now, if they want to watch it, they can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as well. We post all of our shows after they are live-streamed. Appreciate you tuning in again. We'll catch you next time for Friends Friday with Mr. Gant from the Balcony Bengals. See ya, five-star hero. Take us out.
0: Peace. LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers. Who that, who that